Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good weekend, a good weekend. I know I did. It is the holiday uh, weekend. You guys are going to be getting the uh, Gold Hoarder episode. This is the community episode for the Keel Hauled Podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about Season 5, and I wanted to give a little bit of preface into some of the stuff that I learned about last week, as well as an upcoming video that I'm hoping to get done uh, this weekend so that I can tell you a little bit about some stuff that I found out in Tall Tale 4 from A Pirate's Life. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. But before we get into any of that, I have to give a special thank you to the community members who are supporting the podcast. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast to show your support for the podcast. If you want to help uh, make sure that my equipment uh, gets upgraded when it needs to, make sure that the uh, podcast hosting is taken care of. You guys do all of that, and it means the world to me. So thank you to Chateau Neuf, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Trickster, Jabaro5, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Munchie, Registella, Rust Belt Kid, TN Professor, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Fergatron, Neon, Ruski Doo, Skinny Matt, Straw Hat Connor, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zamwell. Thank you all so much for your uh, support and making sure that you help get the uh, podcast out to everyone and enjoy the perks of such. Again, if you are in the uh, proper captain's tier, then you can join in on these uh, episodes. They're at the end of the month, unless it happens to be like this month where it landed on a holiday, and you can join in with the conversation. It doesn't always have to be uh, the same folks, even though I appreciate the heck out of, uh, of those folks coming in to talk about Sea of Thieves from their perspective. Um, with that, let's get into it. Hey there, pirates. Just wanted to drop in a quick little message. Uh, I'm editing this in after the episode is done, but I wanted to give you a heads up that it looks like we are getting a Gold and Glory weekend coming December 31st at uh, midnight for those in the UTC uh, time zone and going until January 3rd. So next weekend over the uh, Grok Monet, like New Year's Eve, uh, all of that, it's going to be Golden Glory weekend. So uh, make sure you're planning accordingly and getting some folks in and not getting too smashed uh, with Grog to be able to go sailing or maybe do so. Maybe that's more fun. Anyway, just want to let you know. So I did talk a little bit about some of the things that I discussed uh, uh, that I found out that I that I was talking about from last week's episode. Last week's episode, we covered the 48-hour stream with the orb and the discoveries from uh, Flameheart Jr. Um, a couple of the things that I did talk about that I didn't realize were actually uh, thanks to the different communities out there, both uh, mine as well as uh, Golden Sands blog post and Captain Blubber, uh, all of them were talking about some of the different uh, things that were talked about with the Flameheart Jr., uh, the metaphors and stuff like that. And one of them talked about uh, in the belly of gold where the the ancient uh, mask is uh, was traveling between worlds in the belly of the gold. Well, I didn't realize this at the time because it had been so long since I'd actually gone out and done this. But the final tall tale in the original uh, nine tall tales that we got, where you go to the shores of gold, uh, that cavern system that is down in there that leads you down into the gold hoarder's lair, 
that place is actually called the belly of gold so when the tease came out from flameheart jr and it talked about the uh, ancient mask being found uh, or, or traveling between worlds in the belly of gold it's specifically talking about how this ancient relic is something that is being used or at least being moved to and from whether itself or uh, by people using it to travel between different worlds. And I'm assuming these worlds mean the Sea of uh, the Damned and the Sea of Thieves, possibly others, but they are actually things that are being held down in the belly of the gold at Tribute Peak. This really coincides with what we understand about Tribute Peak, where Tribute Peak is named such because of it being a tribute place for the gods of the ancients. Now, who those gods are is hard to say because we don't know much about them, but we do see the giant statues in their thrones on Tribute Peak, and we tend to think that that might be who the uh, ancients' gods were so given the nature of the mass given the nature of the statues it seems as though that tribute peak was a place where people would transcend or where they would uh, meet up with the gods during that time we don't know how long ago this was but we do know that magic plays a key part with there and it kind of leans into some of the stuff that happens with sea of thieves um one thing is very clear about sea of thieves the pirates and sea of thieves are learning magic through the ancients' knowledge. Uh, things that are left behind, we find, and through trial and error, I would imagine, we are learning how to utilize that magic for our own uh, tasks, whether it be uh, the Pendragon sword, the Sword of Souls, being used to release and seal souls into objects, um, whether it happened to be the Dark Relics that... Uh, break down the barrier, that veil between the Sea of Thieves and the Sea of the Damned. All of these things, uh, even Calypso being a god herself, uh, allowing us to travel to and from the Sea of the Damned to visit memories of different pirates at different times to try and uncover tools or people necessary to be able to stop Davy Jones. A lot of this magic comes from what we can assume are gods, and all of that seems to be trapped or at least harnessed within certain relics, whether they be uh, good relics or bad relics. As we've learned, the Shroud Breaker is a relic we have to use from the ancients. We have to charge it with different stones. And then those stones, uh, once set in place of the Shroud Breaker and mounted to a ship, allows a ship to travel to and from places going through the actual devil's shroud so very much like the uh the mask of ancients uh, uh the relic of the ancients this feels like another one of those types of relics it feels like another one of those objects that is going to be used to allow us to travel between worlds i think one of the big questions now is if flameheart jr has found it does that mean that he is in current possession of it is it still trapped in the tribute of uh, or the tribute peak in the shores of gold is this something that we need to wrestle control away from other people to try and make sure that it doesn't fall into the wrong hands based on what we need to do these are some of the questions that are kind of rolling around in my head now that we understand a little bit more about the uh, relic of the ancients what its power is where it was found and who might still be in control of it because if it is in the belly of gold that worries me because that is where the gold hoarder is currently as far as we know uh they've we've we've tried to defeat him a couple times and he always seems seems to keep coming back 
But I think because of the information that we've learned thanks to Flameheart, as well as some of the information that came to us from Tall Tales uh, from A Pirate's Life, it's safe to assume that we want to try and find this relic soon and for the better. I did mention this a little bit. There is a teaser uh, or a video that I'm working on. I've got the script down. I got some uh, stuff recorded today. I'm going to try and cut this all together for the weekend so that I can put it out uh, alongside the podcast. But I've got some really interesting information that I came across and, and worked out with a couple of people to kind of figure out if I can put a little more certainty on who I think the captain is. Uh, with any luck, the video will get put out on time and you guys won't have to wonder for too long who uh, the captain is. And I'm really excited to talk about that there. But Pirates, that's going to do it for this little uh, little kind of section before you get into the actual story. Uh, I'm going to now pass you off to a uh, past self version of me, as well as the Gold Hoarders as we talk about Season 5. All right, sounds good. Well, welcome to all the Gold Hoarders that are coming into this month's episode. Um, if you're listening to this now, this is well after the recording because currently the 25th would be when we normally would record. But being that that is typically a day spent for family, friends and others who just want to you know, celebrate the holiday, we're recording this early. So it's going to be a little weird right off the bat because uh, there's a lot of stuff going on and you probably have already heard about this or seen about this in the last week's episode. But I figured for this, I figured uh, because we're recording on the 18th, it makes sense for us to kind of speak purely to a list of stuff that you guys have brought up as well as season five in general. Uh, I am very curious to hear your guys' opinions on season five just to kind of get a gauge on where you're at. But before we get into that, let's get through the introductions, let you guys know who's actually joining this episode. As always, it's the Gold Hoarders, so thank you. Uh, welcome, El Jefe Esteban. How are you doing? I am doing well, sir. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Mina. Welcome. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. Excellent. Regis Stella, welcome back. How are you doing? Doing good. I just saw Spider-Man a few, few days ago, and I won't spoil anything. Good. Awesome. I appreciate that because that's my date night tonight. Uh, Big Bad Pad, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. I'm glad to hear it. And as always, uh, well, not always, but definitely a good guest to have on Xbox Mike 29. Welcome. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Um, so you guys came to me. Uh, you talked a little bit beforehand and you came up with a list of things that you wanted to dive into. So thank you for, for getting into that. Uh, just as kind of a a general feeling we're about two weeks into season five uh we're in the middle of festival of giving and we won't we won't get to check out grog Monet until the end of the month uh so i'm just curious how how's everyone feeling about this season Are you guys liking this season we got a lot of really big changes in with uh season five we've got cannon rowboats fireworks sitting everywhere burying stuff Anyone have any experiences uh, off the top of their head that, they, that they've really enjoyed that came in with season five? Getting a photo without Mina in it. <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. That was mean. <laughs> we went to Smuggler's Bay to go and get a photograph at the specific time. Mm. <laughs> the spawn rates of the end of the skeletons and the um, ocean crawlers were just not very kind. Oh, no. Mina ended up dying um, about... 
somebody blunder somebody blunderbombed me off of the top of the cliff and I died to fall damage. Gee, I oh, wonder wow. who that was. And by the time me. I got no, it wasn't Paddy. <laughs> by the time I got off the ferry and back up to the top of that cliff, it was gone, and I still don't have that tick on my thing. Oh man, I'm sorry. I that sounds like someone needs to get keelhauled. Honestly, uh, I haven't gotten I think, those. I, think so, I know who it was. Well, maybe after this, maybe you and I can sail out and we can go get it because I need to get it done as well too. I need it too. And we'll free. Well, maybe we'll we'll make a galleon of it, and we'll just the one thing we'll do is we'll just go sail over there and see if we can get that knocked out after this. Um, so yeah, I I don't know about you guys. I've I I really have just enjoyed the heck out of season five i think it's done a great job at giving us things to the world that don't necessarily have to be fought over for like a world event or you're waiting for the next next bit of things i mean have, have you guys been out there burying treasure much or you guys been out there working on uh, digging up treasure from other people like how's that experience been for you guys uh i've i've buried treasure for the accommodations and every time i log in i look at them at the quest board and almost always there are no player generated maps there they're only the computer generated ones really all almost always huh. i've had that as well i've noticed that interesting okay because i've actually been i haven't had any problems finding any ones from uh people that have been burying stuff i mean i won't say that all the stuff is amazing i've definitely gotten a couple duds here and there but for the most part i would i would say that I, there's at least few maps every time i log in to uh to be able to go pick up other people's stuff um have you guys been burying anything Cre creating any of those maps yeah I've, I've found um that every time i've logged back in somebody has dug up at least one of my maps because you get obviously you get that um pop up on the screen that says obviously you've been awarded renounced somebody's dug it up every time i've logged in somebody has dug it up mainly because i tend to put maps on the board that have got more than five items on them I don't bother doing like ones and twos. Oh, that's really it cool. Might, it, it, it might be trash that's buried, but there's definitely more than five things on there. Yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I've been trying to go out and do other people's uh voyages as much as possible to help them with those those commendations so they aren't they, they aren't getting the least amount of stuff but the thing that i've actually and I'm, I'm probably an outlier on this but i've actually had a lot of fun going out picking people's voyages that they've done uh digging up all their stuff and then sailing over to reaper's hideout and then what i'll do is i'll throw up the reaper's mark uh the old og one and just kind of you know leave my ship there grab a rowboat sail over work on someone else's map and then wait for someone to come over and grab my stuff sink my ship if they really want to like i'll throw up a, a level one reaper on there um just to, to kind of entice them with the flag and uh, let them turn in that loot so that i can get that that treasure stuff knocked out get that five thousand a day for the the stuff because most of the stuff that people are bearing isn't very valuable and getting the five thousand for it is is a lot better for me so that's that's kind of been my my uh go-to plan for a lot of a lot of this season's uh, event and stuff have you guys been working on the season five festival of giving is that something you're actively working towards or is that kind of just like eh, it's there and it's not really not really interesting just Mike, what were you saying? Sorry. Um, yeah, I actually spent a good period of time sailing around, accumulating quite a lot of treasure, all on my own. And uh, 
thought somebody is at some point is going to have to come and take this off me and you know cash it all in. And uh, <laughs> I chased one ship. Well, not chased. I waited as he passed and asked him to come and take this loot off me and cash it in. And he sailed away. And as I chased him, he scuttled his ship, dropped oh. all of his loot. So then I thought, well, I'll take that. And then I sailed around a bit more and I found another ship and I pulled alongside of it at uh, Lumber Valley, it was. And <laughs> pulled alongside and I'm shouting, please come and, uh, come and take this stuff off me. And they scuttled as well. <laughs> Oh my god! So, so I ended up going to the Reapers and just cashing it all in. And then, just as I was cashing in the last few items, some uh, some French people sailed in and crashed into me and killed me and cashed the last two things in. That's and so all funny. I could say to them was, "Where were you about ten, fifteen minutes ago?" <laughs> right. So, well, I, either you win some, you lose some. So. That's interesting because I, I had the same experience where I, I got a bunch of treasure. I, you know, parked my ship out. There were two Reapers fighting at Reaper's hideout. And I thought, surely the victor is going to come over and take my ship. And I waited for two hours. The Kraken spawned on my on my uh, ship, which oh. was a real pain in the butt because I'm sitting there like I'm, I, I was out by Shipwreck Bay. And I was just chilling, sitting on a rock, like w- waiting to watch the whole event unfold. You know, them come over, sink my ship, take the treasure, go back, sail it. No, had a Kraken spawn on it. So then I had to grab my can and rowboat and sail over or row over and uh, kill the Kraken. And I lost my ship and I had to go gather all of my loot, throw it on a rowboat and then go get my ship and bring it back. So it's it's surprising. It's it's hit and miss with the with the event yeah. so far. Uh, anyone yeah. had any weird stories trying to give loot away? I don't. That's just wrong. I don't. I'm giving, giving stuff away is just wrong. Well, I don't remember seeing anybody too give stuff away too recently really has it been empty for you most of the time um well the last time we sailed we had a ship rock up on us while we hadn't even decorated the ship and that was (laughs) interesting um but obviously we had nothing to sell so it wouldn't have helped (laughs) oh man yeah, at least let people get out of the dock and uh, get some stuff before you go sinking them. Uh, unless maybe they were trying to turn in. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. No, they had a they had a reaper's sloop chasing after them. Oh, weird. So we had two ships attack us at the dock. Would it, that story took a really different turn than I was expecting. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Oh, that's so weird. All right. Well, uh, let's get into the list of, of things going on. I'm surprised no one's talked about fireworks. Is that just not like a thing anyone's really gotten much use out of? You guys not used money? I've used a few fireworks and they're really, really pretty. Yeah, pretty. yeah that, that's the one thing. So that's the one thing I will say is that they are very well done. Um, very beautiful to do, especially if you're on a galley and you've got all four of the cannons going at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they are very good. So it, it, everything that's come in in this update um, has been enjoyable to do, whether it be yes, laboriously burying treasures, but then that adds. You can also then bury a keg next to it, so it's actually you're actually, you're actually burying a bomb. Um, the fireworks, the sitting, all of it is just adding to the addition or adding stuff to what is already there. Yeah, you know, you you bring up something that I I forgot that I I wanted to talk about because the mechanics behind the kegs uh, being buried don't work the way that I I was hoping they would. Uh, I was hoping if you if you buried multiple kegs and you dug mm. one up, if you blew up, if that keg did blow up, then mm. it would blow up all of the other kegs around it, and that doesn't work. And you can't you can't blunder bomb the area 
around either to set off any of the kegs like the kegs once they're buried it seems like they are taken out of the game and the id tag for what that item is is registered until you dig it up and it appears again uh but i am very i'm, I'm kind of bummed that it's not it's not an intuitive experience on what you would expect like the expected outcome of of throwing a blunder bomb on a keg around a bunch of other buried kegs doesn't create this minefield i was kind of bummed out by that I was hoping to do what you're talking about. You know, you got a, a whole bunch of kegs, you bury them. And then in the middle, you bury uh, one keg and one really nice item. And you just, you know, you kind of hang out and wait for someone to come find it and blow it up and watch the, uh, watch the fun. But it just doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. I was kind of, kind of sad to see that, that be the case. No, the, the other thing is with the kegs is that if you do dig one up, literally just do the one dig, you can then do a one dig bury and it puts it out and buries it again and again like yeah. you say it locks it away as it's still there but it's not lit anymore yeah bury it as well so if you get like if you dig something up and the skellies pop up if you bury it again they all crawl back into the sand yeah we did that on the, the uh, thieves haven run yeah somebody i think it was hefe dug up a gem um skellies came up with a with a mega cake <laughs> he buried the gem again and it went away yeah and then you just dig it back up again, and most of the time they don't come back. Yep, that's, that's what happens. What a weird interaction. I hadn't seen that before. That's so strange. Well, I guess that's, you know, if you don't want to deal with the mega keg, uh, that's definitely a good way to go about it. Um, how are you guys liking the ammo pouches? Because I really love them. I'm not going to lie. Very helpful during Fort of the Damned. Yeah, they're 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 in general they're great. I wish that they would change the color of the the, the shine on them because it, it gets in the way of loot. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I'm not alone on that. That's good to know. No, no, yeah, me, yeah, you're not alone, Logan. Yeah. How do you guys feel about the the hues right now? Because I've I've been having I've been feeling frustrated every time you sail by, like those barrels of plenty. And you see like a couple glimmers and one's a blue and one's a green and you're like, okay, well, is it a skull or is it a, is it a, a, a Disney stick? Yeah. Like, you know, is that been bugging anyone else? Yeah, definitely. Pad, you're colorblind, right? Yeah. <laughs> Does it... as, as, as is oh. Mina. Oh yeah, that's right. As, um, like... Yeah, but basically if, if, the, if it's a blue, then we tend to jump in after it because it's either, like you say, it's either going to be a blue gem or it's a bottle for one of the treasuries um, or shrines. Um, yeah. But yeah, they definitely need a different color for the Disney sticks and stuff that isn't loot to hand in. Mm, yeah, I would I would definitely mm. like that. Has anyone tested, because I know there's been some weird interactions with the, uh, with the flags and being able to bury those and then uh, dig it back up and it becomes yours. Has anyone played around with the Disney sticks? Like do those, because it's just an ID tag that gets associated with the bury. If you, if you bury like a half used one and you dig it back up, does it come out half used? You can't used? bury a Disney stick. Oh, you... I was about to say, I, I oh, really? Because it, because, no, you can't, because it's not a sellable item. Oh, you can't bury it. that's right. I, um, guess I don't think sense. that's the reason because so... you cannot sell storage crates, but you can still bury them. Yeah. Oh. But I do wish that the Disney sticks would not shine green because it's pointless. <laughs> yeah, you think it, yeah, you, you kind of think it was like, oh green gem. No, it's a Disney stick. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's I'm I'm I like this kind of feedback because I, I, I feel like sometimes I'm alone with these things and I don't know how other people feel. So I'm glad that we got that. Um I feel like that's 
a majority of the stuff that came in with season five. I've been really loving this update. I I would be okay if we got every other month or every other season an update like this. Like I don't mind having a big lore dump and then having a nice good kind of regressive add stuff to the to the base game to add more features and stuff like that there's plenty of secondary actions for a lot of the other equipment that we don't have that I, I would love to have that you know i'd love for them to have time and opportunity to add new instruments or new shanties and things like that so i wanted to jump into the, to the little bit of notes that you guys came up with um first off commendations uh you guys said can we have a way to identify if they're individual crew or alliance based. Um, does anyone want to jump on to kind of expand a little bit on what you were looking to have Rare do for that? Like what would be an idea that you guys would do to be able to tell which one's which? Or I've seen something. I think it was actually, I think it was in retail. I, I, don't, I don't think it was in Insiders, but I'm sure they've had something in the past that identified so that it was it was like one pirate on their own for an individual task uh two or three pirates together that would then be um crew based and then i don't know a flag for alliance based yeah i could definitely so that it, see so, that. so the look is so that looking at your commendation list you go right i'm in a crew of four people right we can do this this and this we haven't got an alliance so i can't do that one just yet I like um, that. Like, you mean like, um, uh, kind of how they have the time limited yeah. indicator on a lot of items, uh, especially in the Emporium nowadays, where it's a little little corner is kind of sectioned off for things that are time limited, something like that, or yeah. or like full on section dedicated to just stuff that's individual. Break it down that way. Um, I, th I think that's probably going a little bit too far into it just have a little icon on the corner like they do within the imperium for obviously the pricing of the items mm -hmm. um just have a little icon in the corner that's that is literally a pirate three or four pirates or a flag so that you know that it's one of three things to do gotcha yeah i i'm with you on that one oh it would love to have i because very much like the fireworks thing understanding that that's a individual thing really comes down to trial and error and it's it's one of those little bits of kind of quality of life features that I would love to see come to the game. So I, I really like that idea. I support it a lot. Uh, moving into the next one, it says, can we have quote unquote stop added to the chat wheel? Now, I know this was something that I brought up on Twitter, but what were what were your guys' use cases for this? Um, I, to be perfectly honest, I've, I've been compiling this list since the last obviously episode so i can't remember who actually suggested it but it, it wasn't just stop but there are is there a way is can we have a list of things that we could add to the wheel a bit like the emote wheels we can actually put our own chat from a, an official fair list rather than obviously trying to make our own yeah yeah i could definitely see that anyone else have uh some words that you've wanted to have on there that are, you know obviously fr family friendly words but uh words that you'd like to used to communicate with other people oh, there's probably some unfriendly words you'd like to add as well oh i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> maybe some references oh, to other yeah. games like get over here or oh, something like that or no no tdm thank you <laughs> yes yes that way i don't have to go go get my pet that says tdm says go away you know, it's it's funny. I, I I can't remember. Were we sailing together, or was I with another crew when we had allianced with a sloop, and then the sloop just kind of hung around with us and followed us for a while, and just that, yes, that was that okay. Was yeah, that was, that was, okay. Yeah. Fight yeah. me, fight me. It sounded like Caleb. <laughs> 
he's not even here to fight against that, which is great. <laughs> no, yeah, but the, the lad was shouting ba uh, battle me or something. It's like, no, yeah. we don't want... Don't be your, don't don't be your sloop. Go away. <laughs> me and I love that. In I, a speaking trumpet, so it's shouty. Yeah. <laughs> even better i i i will say that i don't i hate how some things are relegated just to the speaking trumpet so i'll sit there and i'll be trying to tell someone something in pirate chat because generally when when i do use that it's because i'm out on the couch i'm i'm playing on the tv in the living room and i don't have my headset on because i just i don't want to have to communicate with anyone you know and, and I, I just want to experience the world and with that you know situation where i do have to use it I, I really hate having to think like okay is this on the first wheel is this on the more wheel is this on the item wheel is this on the speaking trumpet wheel like there's so many different ways to to communicate with people and i love the idea of adding custom ones that that are available through like the the emote system very much like how i'd love to have uh equipment available to reorder and sort so that you know if i if i don't want to use x item frequently then i can swap that out for something that i do that may be on the second radio and is there is there a way that we just need to have things relegated more to um one common chat wheel or are are, are we okay with having some things relegated to the speaking trumpet, some things relegated to items, some things like how is the, the UI navigation for you guys when it comes to using pirate chat? Is it getting too dense or is it okay? It's a bit like the events tab. You, you have to go so far in to find anything yeah. that I would, I would prefer having it on one set of wheels, essentially. Um, so yeah, have it on my left for me, my left bumper, um, so that I could then scroll through the wheels rather than having to get my speaking trumpet out to say, do you want to be an alliance or or um, whatever? Uh, we're friendly, and then keg them. Um, uh, but yeah, it, I, I'd rather have it in one place and then just dive down in through that one place rather than having it across, like you say, three or four different things. That's that's kind of my my main issue. Say you wanted to talk to someone, you know, you, you have to use a speaking trumpet and then you have to use the radio for that. But then, um, like, I was trying to get someone to uh, take stuff off me uh, using chat radio. And the easiest thing I could do was using or holding an item uh, after I told them, I said, I need help. And then I would have to pick up an item and then I would have to go to the chat radio and say, take this off me. And yeah. it, it, there, there's, there's like some mental gymnastics that you have to jump or do to, to be able to navigate. How do you communicate well enough with other people using the pirate chat? And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Um, but with it being something as simple as just the word stop, I think can be used so much in trying to get someone to, to you know, you can tell someone come over here or, or uh, you know, help me with this or I'm taking this, but we don't have anyone to or anything to actually tell people just to say stop. And that's it's such a weird, a weird thing that that I think is overlooked. I do think with a bunch of those radio wheels that it's very much feels like inception sometimes it's like you got to go 15 layers deep to find what you're looking for and by the time you find it the moment has passed yeah that too definitely like the amount of time it takes to try and find the right thing to say uh more often than not it's it's sometimes too late so moving into the next item uh you guys brought up can can music 
um, you say now you, we now that we have the Can Can song or the the Infernal Gallop, I think is what it's technically called for people that don't know the correlation between it. Uh, you guys want the emote? I I'm surprised that this was something that went missing on season five. Do you think this is going to come to the game, or do you think that this is just something that they didn't like? Did they just not have time to be able to put this in? Because it does seem like a weird a weird negligence. Um, I was just thinking, isn't the shovel dance that we've got kind of like the can can? That's a really good question. I don't have a way to look that up right now, but I, I, I do wonder. It's a very kicky, a very kicky dance. <laughs> I like that description. It would be nice. Uh, I, I can definitely check on it later because with the recording, it's it's grabbing all my audio. And I know if I boot up Sea of Thieves, it'll be pulled right into the audio. So I won't have a way to check it out. But I am I am curious to see if that is the case, because if that is, would that suffice? Or do you want do you want like an emote where you're kind of having hands on shoulders, uh, kicking in unison, kind of the can can line? <gasps> Group emote. Yeah. Well, that's what I was just about to say. I, I know that they've got it in destiny 2 because yeah. you can do the, the cowbell and i think there's a couple of dance moves as well that you can do together mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I, I know that it's possible to put in games but i don't know how easy it would be put to put it into this game but yes that would yeah. be ideal to have like you say a group emote that's two or three pirates so you can actually have them arm in arm doing the can can i'm trying to find out real quick see if i can google it to see what engine uh destiny 2 runs on because i i feel like it's running on unreal which if that's the case i mean man like that would be that would be nice if it's if it's something that's easily picked up through unreal engine because at least we know you know see if these runs on uh unreal 2 or no excuse me unreal 2 unreal 4 uh but i don't know what game engine it actually operates off of and nothing nothing i'm looking up actually states that which is awesome thank you reddit for constantly being worthless Ahoy there, pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer or you'd like to save money on games, it's one of the benefits of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show so just um just going back can i just go back to uh, partly towards what we were saying before about the uh the amount of different lines of text that we've got and the way that you have to find them yeah. the emote is a, is a similar thing where there's also a lot of different you know emotes that you've got um and i was i can't believe that this isn't a thing but i've always wanted the ability to you know you can change the buttons in the settings and you can assign 
you can change pretty much everything, but you're not able to assign a hold button. So you can change the pirate chat from just press, but you can't change the one, you know, pressing up on the D-pad for say. You can't change the one that holds the D-pad up. And oh, I just feel okay. like that's a, that's a missed opportunity to be able to sort of be able to add different things into there, you know, change things around a bit and so, free up maybe some of the uh, free up some of the emotes, put the emotes on a, on a different on a hold maybe, and then be able to have up, down, left, and right as a quick switch between fire bombs and food and shovel and compass. So, so let me <clears throat> am, am I understanding this? Uh, let me make sure I'm understanding this correctly. So you're are you talking about like? When you go to uh, do an emote, you have to hold down the the keypad that actually correlates with it. Like for me, it's the the up on D-pad. And so I have to hold that down and then I have to navigate that menu whilst holding it down. You're talking about hitting it once to enter into the emote and then using the D-pad then to select what thing you want to do? Maybe. Yeah, that's that's the sort of thing I was on about. Yeah, just just some options for the hold, being able to hold and change what it does when you hold the button. Because if you change the pirate emote thing, I think it still has to be held on whatever button you assign it to, but you can't yeah. assign anything else to hold. It's just those emotes and the pirate talk that you can change you can't seem to change anything else to hold and do something else i am i am curious set of options that we could have had so and are you talking about like being able to change emotes while still doing another emote no just being able to change what the button does or emotes part of it you know yeah yeah uh, maybe have a different set assigned to to the hold and then another set assigned to the press Gotcha. Yeah, I was. I'm, I'm just making sure I try and have have what you're talking about right. I I would have to do some research, but are you not able to make it so that if you press the emote section, it it stays open like you have to hold it open, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I know at least I do, but I I can't say that I've gone into the accessibility settings because that seems like a that seems like a a thing that they would have like a reduce to hold option for um being able to get into the emote section like if you imagine if if someone has uh you know trouble holding buttons down for a long period of time to be able to navigate the menus you know all four or five emote radials to be able to select the right emote that they want holding down that button it seems like that would have been something that would have been put at least into the accessibility so that you can just tap it and enter into that emote radial am i crazy or does that seem that's got to be in there right yeah i'm just trying it now i'm I'm literally on the game just here now as i'm just trying to do what i'm trying to say and what i thought i'd do is chain put assign the lantern to say down on the Uh d-pad and it'll let you change that yeah. But it then removes the ability to press and hold and bring up the pirate chat or uh, bring up the emotes. You can't press and hold anymore. You can only just press and get the lantern. You can't press and hold and then bring up the menu for the pirate chat as well. So you want like uh, secondary actions to uh, button presses. So like if you yeah. if you just quickly tap it, you'll pull up your lantern. But if you were to hold it down, it would open up the emote section or the pirate chat section. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that would be great because I because I've I've 
changed where my jump is. My jump is on my R3. Uh, so whenever I, I hit the back paddle or I hit the, the right stick down, uh, then I'll, I'll, I'll jump. So at that point, A has been my food button. And that way, if I'm in the heat of battle, uh, instead of trying to, you know, relegate a D-pad, I can move. Um, even if I can't necessarily change the camera direction, I can still kind of run away or, or, or move backwards or something and hold uh, or hit the A button to be able to pull up food and jump at the same time when I'm using the camera. So that that's kind of how I shifted things. It's it's the J Pizzle uh layout that I've I've learned from him. But yeah, to to have a quick a quick access and uh then have like a press and hold would be would actually be kind of nice. Um I, I do wonder the the trouble is always like how complex do you get the buttons like because this the, there's the argument of having the shift feature with uh the elite series controllers where you can assign one of the back pedals to a shift function where you can shift press a button to get more actions out of stuff um and i always wonder like how how deep do you go when it comes to trying to make the controls accessible to anyone mina you had yeah. something that you posted in chat um yeah if they were to change it so that you could have one item as a, a press and then something else as a hold on the same thing would that not remove their ability to have the accessibility option where you just press to access for example the emotes yes that would if you if you double assigned it cuz yeah if if they took if they add an accessibility option that is just tap as opposed to hold uh if you replace that tap with like another item or another function then yeah that would that would probably negate the accessibility of not having to hold down the button um mike can you think of a a, a workaround for that or is that are, are we getting too deep into the weeds i think we're getting into the yeah deep in the reeds now aren't we but yeah I, I can see where you're coming from with that yeah god that's it you know this is why there's experts working on this kind of stuff uh for ui design and whatnot but i i, I think we can all kind of agree that that it feels like uh sea thieves is maybe getting a little too uh i guess convoluted might be the word with some of the ui designs and uh i, I would love to see some shoring up of some of the menus some of the the features and stuff just to kind of keep things a little more simple sometimes uh as i say that they need to add more let's see going into the next item you guys brought up old faithful now you guys generally don't bring up old faithful so I'm, I'm kind of wondering what was the why are you guys bringing in old faithful because most of you guys want to nuke the island the way i want to nuke crooked masts and i personally have no problems with old faithful i think it's a fine island but you guys think there's something missing with it? It wasn't the fact that it was, we were just talking in general about islands and what we'd like added to them. And um, Space Album Laws came up with the fact that you have this island called Old Faithful and there isn't a geezer. I'm going to say geezer because that's how I say it, but geyser, water spout, whatever you want to say. Um, <laughs> there isn't one on it. And it's like, well, yeah, fair point. Um, they're probably reserved for the war, but I can see where he was coming from. Um, and that also then obviously goes down to um, the Smuggler's Bay point. It needs a dock of some sort to sit on Where? because they notice Redding would be so proud. It doesn't matter. We could put a dock anywhere there because Otis Redding would be so proud of us sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> I mean, that's an achievement. That, that, that just writes itself, that achievement, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Just put a dock in the bay itself. <laughs> that's great. So I, I was always kind of... Uh... 
I don't, I don't know. Cause I'm, I'm of two minds. I, I wouldn't mind a, a, a dock, but I, I don't know if I'd want it in the bay as much as I love that Island. I, I kind of like the, the blue lagoon style of, you know, shallow waters in that safe area in that bay. Um, I don't know if I, I, I love your idea of putting a, a dock in the bay. <laughs> um, Mina, you have thoughts. Come on. What what do you want? Um, the bay there isn't that shallow. A, a, a little oh. discreet dock off to the side. It doesn't have to be in the middle screaming, I'm here, sit on me. Just a little one <laughs> off to the side would be fine. Mm. I think I'd rather have like a, a lowerable chain that came across that blocked people in. <gasps> a gate? Man. Like a lowering gate <laughs> in the I've, bay? I've been, I've been sailing with you for too long. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious if you could, if yeah, you could block off. Just, yeah, just a drop chain that, uh, that blocked them off. I think that'd be brilliant. Oh man, I like that. Again, idea nobody, that. nobody would ever go inside there, though, would they? You know, yeah, there'd have, there'd have to be something to entice them in, though. Something that has to be something that has to you have to get the boat in for. Like, you mean five or six buried treasures literally at the head, straight in through the entrance and straight in front of you at the beach? Well, oh, oh, okay. What, what if it was a defensible fort, like not like a not like a skeleton fort, but you know, it had cannons and they built up a wall and you oh, could there, there is a can, there is a cannon already there that fires into yeah. the bay that's true yeah. so what if they built up around that what if they because there was um oh gosh back in the unity uh prototypes there were images of smugglers bay and smugglers bay had a a cannon uh, or a fort tower up on the top portion of that island like that island was intended to be a fort uh at one time so i mean what if what if you know what if you did build in like a a, a gate that would that would close off the bay area and they built defensible walls around there and added more cannons like that would it, it would kind of be like um oh gosh what's that place called in pirates of the caribbean where they all go to have the the meeting uh, of the pirate lords anyone remember um Tortuga? No. No, it wasn't Tortuga. I can't remember what it was. Shipwreck Bay? Did they call it Shipwreck Bay? Shipwreck, Shipwreck Cove, I think. Shipwreck, Shipwreck Cove. Cove, yeah. yes. Yeah, like... Why can't Smuggler's Bay become a shipwreck cove of Sea of Thieves? Wouldn't, how do you guys feel about that? I'll be down. I think that I'll be down, but I think more like Libertad has to get all the, the space to build to build one. Mm. The Shores of Gold, I mean, Shores of Gold, sorry, sorry, sorry. Shores of Gold would be a good one to do it on. That'd be fun. And, and Yeah. You know, obviously they would have to come up with a really good lore reason for everything, and they'd, they'd probably want to build a, you know, a tall tale around it or, or a world event around it, but... I, I kind of just love that idea of of Smuggler's Bay becoming more more of a, a reason to go venture out there outside of it just being really cool. Yeah. So the fact that Old Faithful doesn't have a geyser on it doesn't make sense. I'm with you on that. I think it'd be funny if they put a geyser on there and they had a little plaque on it that just said thing that erupts or, you know, something quirky. They've They've got good humor over there. Um, let's see. Moving into... So we took care of Smuggler's Bay. You guys are talking about having different colors on player-generated maps versus server-generated maps. Um, can you not tell what maps are what when you get them? Like, does it not tell you what maps are whose? I mean, you have to look at the names, and you have to, like, kind of, you know, suss out, is this a 
computer generated name or is this actually somebody's gamer tag gotcha so it would just be because i mean there's always gonna be maps there regardless whether they're player generated or computer generated because there's always going to be something available Mm -hmm. um i just think it'd be nice to when you're looking for the player generated ones um just a different shade of color i mean it could be even something you know slightly off from what the other ones are because they've already kind of got the regions colored out um which is fine uh which is you know that's that's understandable but i think i think it would it would behoove them especially since there's so many accommodations attached around this stuff that we could be able to easily identify real person generated maps versus system generated what if they uh how do you how do you like the idea of them putting like a a a specific color border or a specific uh like border around the ones that are generated by people so that it's it's kind of blocked off from the rest of them and then you make it those worth a little bit more like i'm I'm always kind of curious about the idea of what if they take those and then you know uh, some of the the player ones are are really good but you can decide like i want this to be a a hardcore treasure so the value of the stuff i bury uh in in turn kind of affects the ai elements that will spawn on it when i go to dig it up because uh i I think it would be great if we had like easy hard uh you know chain make difficulty uh a feature with these maps and that way the the more valuable stuff you bury the harder it is to get it out of the ground based on stuff you do um, but to kind of speak to what you're saying, how do you feel about the border? Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be fine. I mean, just anything to kind of differentiate you know, at a glance that we know that, okay, that's real person made that Yeah. versus not. Yeah, I definitely like that idea. I, I, I think it would be great, or, or great to, to see players um, kind of spotlighted on that on that quest board. I was thinking more of a, like, you know, a separate tab, like, you know, you got your your server generated maps and then you got your player generated maps in a different tab hmm. i think both of those are good ideas to be honest i think they're, you know I, yeah. I, I think i'd be down for a, a separate tab as well though i think that would be just to keep it completely separate the only yeah. way you know, one tap one tab for one, yeah one tap for uh for server generated the other tab for user generated yeah yeah i think, that, I think that'd be good but the did the, the moment unless it says you know i i death killer 63 you know <laughs> i i on it and that you go yeah that's not that's not a well, three sheets niece then yeah yeah when it's you know it's some obvious gamer tag then unless it's like that you you know it, it the only way you can tell and there's not many yeah, people true. With, uh, true. not many people with like sort of normal well well written out gamer tags you know they're usually a series of numbers and you know sort of commas not commas because you don't use them but you know what i mean speaking of yeah. look like that don't they so unless unless it's like that um yeah you, you know can't really tell so. uh big bad pad x Big bad pad X. Any any comment on on Mike's uh, statement? Well, well, I was I was just going to say that any sort of indication that it is a player map would be better than no indication whatsoever. For instance, if you were to load up yourself and put in some maps onto there, unless I know you because you are Captain Logan, that to me could be either or. And right, yes, if I put a map up there, it's pretty certain that. It's a player-generated map, but there are so many people out there that play Sea of Thieves that have got sea-related names 
that could be mistaken for generate a uh, computer generated yeah I, I i definitely see what you mean and and to be to be fair i don't know if mine pops up as mine all the time or if mine can pop up as my skeleton captain either so there there may be captain logan ones out there that are computer generated but still have my name and i just haven't seen it yet so it might i'm kind of in a weird situation but yeah i i like the idea of being able to break out easily uh what's player generated what's computer generated and and be able to have a way to focus in on the ones that people have actually put out there since they want that renown and they want that reputation um trying to think of what there's uh speaking of missions you guys brought up bottle missions anyone want to tackle why we were why you guys wanted to bring in uh, bottle missions to the discussion i'll start i probably won't finish um when we sail we tend to sail for longer periods of time so we can be on the seas for anywhere between two and four hours five hours um depending on what day it is um if after four hours you've got three or four wheels of missions to go through because i have a tendency to pick up any bottle missions i find there's no way of getting rid of them unless you physically go and dig them solve them or wait for them to time out. Yeah. So can we either put them up on the board as a computer-generated map, but get rid of it, or have the option to delete it from our wheels? Yeah. Actually, all right, this, is, this has been something that we've been talking oh, it, about. It's, it's not the launch. first time, and it's not the last time, but it just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't understand why they wouldn't. If they, in in a world where they're trying to reduce the size of the rocks to save on server, you know, <laughs> server power, surely giving us the ability to just delete maps is going to only help them, you know, and reduce that server yeah. load. Or, yeah. or rebottle it and throw it in the sea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bury it. Yeah, that will that will be useful. So the the good news is is um, much like I've been talking about ever since I had the interview with Mike Chapman, I've I've noticed a trend, and it tends to be uh, one that that works in in two ways. One, it it fits in with the story and the timing, and two, it's a small step towards the larger goal. Uh, so I think something that I've, I've, I think they're, they're working on. I think that they're testing is we now have the technology to be able to, to generate maps and to have maps be a physical item in the world beyond just the bottle quests. Uh, cause once you grab a bottle, it is a physical item, but you don't actually hold it. You just kind of accept it and then it gets pulled into your wheel. Um, I have personally been working on getting rid of mine either by going and actually doing them or I'll go and I'll do them. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll immediately, uh, dig them up and then rebury them. So they get added to my personal voyages, my personal messages. Uh, and then I'll go and post those as a way to, uh, kind of create those maps and stuff. They'll get, it'll get them off my wheel, um, at the very least, but I also understand that going out and doing a whole bunch of messages in a bottle and then just reburying them seems seems like madness, I'm sure, to most. Uh, but I'm, I'm with you. I think it's just a matter of time where now that we have ways to physically craft maps uh, in, in a sense that soon we'll be able to get rid of bottle miss missions because I, I do know that that's something that they are aware of. Uh, I just don't know when they'll be able to get to it. Maybe a few years down the road, give or take. Oh, hopefully not. Hopefully not a few. Hopefully like a few months down the road, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no. Yeah, no, and, and we don't. We won't until it's it's out. It's uh, similar. I got a comment on um, the YouTube video 
uh, of of Mike Chapman's interview about when the captaincy update is coming, and it, it always comes back to the same thing that I always hear from Rare, and it's uh, it it'll come when it makes sense for the content that they're looking to put into the game, and when they've worked out what they want that update to actually be, but it will most likely not actually be the thing that they said it was going to be back in 2017. Am I am I the only one that hopes it isn't what they said it would be back in 2017? Because back in 2017, we didn't have anywhere near as much uh, cool mechanics in the game as we do now. So I, I'm happy for them to, as much as I, you know, we've all wanted it, I'm happy for them to reimagine it and make it even better. I I think the I think the main thing a lot of folks want um, is to be able to name their ship and to be able to sail out of Athena's fortune. I think those were the the two the two main highlights of of what the captaincy update was talked about having. Granted, we already got pets, so pets is already in the game, um, so they should, you know, be yeah. at least half happy with that. Uh, but I, I think given those two, uh, those are like the main things. Is is anyone else um, here kind of like, do you care about being able to name your ships? Is Captaincy something that's still an elusive update that you're waiting for? I just think it's weird no. we have plaques above the door that have nothing on them when literally every other ship in the game that's a part of the game has a name on that same plaque. It's just, I mean, you can name pets pretty easy just with a menu option. You should be able to do it to your ship as well. What if the ship spawned in with names? So every time you jumped into a galleon, it would generate a ship name. Mm, if that's the case, I want to I I name my own ship. Yeah, because yeah, I can see a lot of people just server hopping to get the ship name they want. <laughs> 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 True. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good point. Plus, the other thing is that um, a lot of us in this chat are members of Chenzo's group as well. So we all have our own ship name for the um, app that he has. The PVE? Yeah. No, no, no. That's Chenzo does the PVE. I admit I do a little bit, but I also do PVP. It's okay, uh, He's the PVE lord. I'm it, the second PVE lord. Um, it's it's yeah, okay. No, we all, we all, I think we all have our own ship names yeah. um, for that app. Um, and so it would be nice to have a way of getting that in the game. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I, it, it, it's not as big a, a thing for me now as it was previously to get it in the game because I know I already have my ship name. It just isn't on the ship at the time. Yeah, and that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of how I've always been, you know, ever since the forums, ever since I joined the forums, they had the the que or the or question out there back before the game was launched, you know, what would you name your ship? And I always said, uh, the sitting duck. So for me, you know, every ship that I, I captain that I spawn has always been the sitting duck. And, and I may not get to put, you know, put the sitting duck on as the actual name, but um, it, at least in my lore, in my canon, uh, that's always been the case. And I, and I, I would love to get that represented one day, but I, I also like the idea of them having a goal and driving towards that goal to see what they're coming up with, as opposed to the, the one thing that they said that they wanted to do back, you know, four years ago at this point, the last item that you guys wanted to touch on was rare merchandise. Um, what did you guys want to jump into with the rare merchandise? Cause we have been getting a lot of it lately. This is me. I am a me. lorry driver. I and you. Well, you're a driver as well. We are not I'm small driving. people. <laughs> um, and the latest 
offering from Rare that I saw was um, was the bundle, um, and it only went up to I think it was two XL. I haven't been a two XL since I was twenty. Um, I struggle to find merch, not just not just with Rare, and it's it's not just Rare um, for a few games. Um, I have managed to get I think two T-shirts that fit me from from Rare merch, mm-hmm. um, and looking through their store, they don't cater for anything other than double xl for most of their lines which and i I've, I've even messaged them and say and said to them look i'm an older larger gamer i have a lot of disposable income that i can't spend in your store yeah and got no response that's definitely something that i would love to have get pushed up to adam and pete because uh, they're well, the... Well, the, 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 i was just about to say because i had the same issue with your merch line Mm-hmm. when you first set it up and i actually messaged you and said obviously look i, I need larger sizes and within 30 30 minutes you'd already organized it and done it yeah so I, I know that the facilities are there because i buy clothes that do fit me um it's just very strange that the gaming companies don't have a stock available unless you go at them and <laughs> to try and remind them that there are bigger people out there that play games. Yeah, and you're not alone. You're 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 not the only person that wants something larger than a two X. So no, I, 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 I was talking to um, Crow. Yeah, he has exactly the same problem. Yeah, which is a shame too, because Crow, you know, all, all the Destiny <laughs> stuff, he he buys yeah. a ton of merchandise, and and he's more than happy to to spend the money out there. So. Yeah, I I think for a company that um, excels so well at trying to be as inclusive as possible, uh, the the merch aspect of the of the the stuff that they offer doesn't cater to everyone as as easily as it should. Because, like you said, the the spring spring is the company that I go through for all the C or for all the Keelhauled merchandise that I make. They make it super easy for me to be able to go in and adjust just about anything um, if I even if if I remember to get to it. Uh, so I I don't know who Rare's working with for their their manufacturing. I know it's not like they're doing it themselves. So I I think it would be easy enough for them to reach out to that, send an email, say hey, just tack on two or three more options for all of the wearable merchandise and give players an opportunity to celebrate their fandom it's it's a key point of being a gamer it's something that really speaks to gamers you know you you talk to henry cavill he's building pcs uh on his spare time and painting warhammer figures we love to celebrate this fandom but if if you can't purchase that merchandise, it's it's kind of like you don't get to be included in the fun, which no. co- completely goes against the whole point of playing these games is to have fun with others and celebrate that. I mean, the thing is, I'm not asking them to have it in stock. I'm just asking for it to be available. So I don't mind waiting two, three weeks, whatever, um, yeah. for stuff to become available. Just have it so that I can order it. I think it's a not really having not having not having the option at all is it can't be business sense really doing that. No, it's it's leaving money on the table. Um, you know, even and and that's the thing is is price accordingly. Obviously, it shouldn't cost that much more to craft. You know, bigger uh, shirts. Bigger tents. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I wear weird sizes, so I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, I'm six foot tall. I wear I have small feet and small hands and a small I'm head. Fall over a lot. I do. It sucks <laughs> so much. I don't know why, uh, but it's 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 something. I would love to end on this. I would love to end on 
a call to action for rare to at least allow us to be able to purchase uh the merchandise in the size that's appropriate for us and you know if you if you want to be inclusive in this in the game that's great but extend it to the rest of your your uh product lines as well um can i just say i i also like i know you should try to finish on that there but i i also have the same issue i'm six foot four um holy much large much much larger than uh much larger than i was when i was younger in the waste department but I've always struggled with t-shirts anyway, because even even some of the XL and the, uh, you know as a kid, the XL, the two XLs, they weren't long enough, so they would be right up around my stomach anyway, and I'd want the bigger size just to get that extra length, if nothing else. Yeah. So I bought uh, shout out to Dutch because I bought some of his, one of his t-shirts um, a while back, and he promised me that this company that making them were were an American company, and they'd already said that yeah yeah the the 2xl is more than big enough and i got it and then nope <laughs> it's not oh, <laughs> so, man. so now it's just a decorative t-shirt on my door because oh. it looks good but it's but i can't wear it so yeah unless i yeah uh, and like i should go on a decent diet and lose some weight and it would still be a bit short on me but at least it would fit yeah, yeah no it's 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 definitely a reoccurring thing not just with sea of thieves like pad said it's a it's a reoccurring theme with a lot of merch stores uh, and just just clothing stores in general. Really, um, it's not it's, it's not it's not nice when you're trying to buy them and you're worried about it. So yeah, it doesn't feel malicious, but it does feel like an attack. Like it it does feel like you're not you're not part of the group if you if you aren't these sizes even if they're not in stock and it, it's it's something that i i, I did i, I kind of like this idea of of really kind of having these call to actions at the end of the episode because this is hopefully when everyone is actually still listening to this but um i i promise uh that i am going to at least i'm going to reach out to mike and see if he can get the word to pete and adam because i know pete and adam are, are very reclusive and, and they have every right to be because they their job does not have to have to say you know going out and putting themselves out there their job is to make merchandise and and have that for sea of thieves but for one of these things i, I would love to be able to at least talk to someone who has a, a a better um a better way to reach them uh to to be able to get this kind of information mina you said that the women's stuff needs to have extra sizes as well yeah i'm i'm not a skinny stick either so um having a few extra sizes bigger their biggest size i can just about manage but i'd be personally more comfortable in something that was maybe slightly bigger good to know see so i will i'm gonna let you guys know i will message mike and see if i can have him at least pass on the information uh to to be able to reach out to pete and adam uh about that because i i would love for you guys to be able to get what you want especially if it's just a matter of just you know talking to the company and seeing if that's a possibility getting some more information about this and see if one if it's possible and two how long before it gets implemented uh i think would be great for that um and if pirates if if you guys are out there and you're listening to this and you feel the same way you know you woke up you know for for holidays and you went and unwrapped a bunch of presents and a lot of them were you know sea of thieves merch that didn't fit or just didn't show up because they didn't have those sizes available to you i think this would be a great opportunity to really kind of reach out to the to the the studio and say like hey you know we love your merch we just would love to buy it in a size that feels comfortable instead of, you know, 
having to put it up on a wall because it, it it's it sucks <laughs> it really does um let's I have, I have one of the one of the thing that i i've already spoken to mike about mm-hmm. um with my daughter came up with the idea last year about because she's absolutely obsessed with teddies and you know plush toys and stuff yeah and she has she has wanted some having done lots of fishing with me and almost now being able to catch her own in the game which i'm very excited to uh to do um but she she rem- remembered that we'd spoke about these plush toys that were an idea we'd had and passed it on to mike and i asked him again the other day and he, it reminded him he's going to ask again so I'm, I'm pushing for the plush toys for sea of thieves we want a ruby splash tail plush <laughs> well i know uh we had the the gold hoarder and uh flameheart jr didn't we have another one too uh, a while back where we there were like little little the ferryman, ones. The ferryman, ferryman. yeah yep. yeah those were great like w- let's let's get some more of those in the works um i would love to see those i don't, I don't know uh just uh, uh, yeah across the board statues more plushies better sizes mm-hmm. uh, size availability for the uh the outfits stuff like that we'd love to have uh more merch that reaches out across the uh and and i would definitely i would love to have you guys take another look at the uh the printing whoever does the printing for the oh. some of the the shirts because okay. the um i don't know what it is about the texture that's on some of the shirts it's just it's not a very high quality uh compared to others that i've that i've had and can we have the orb. The, mm, no. the orb. Oh no! Please no. <laughs> they put it in the game because of it. Merch rich get environment. It, get it made. Get it made. Oh man, I have opinions about that. I'm going to talk about. All right. I nearly went mad because of it. <laughs> I worship the the orb now. No. New... No. <laughs> All right. No, please don't. Um, well, we're we're uh, getting close to time here. Uh, I do want to thank you guys so much for jumping in. You brought a lot to the table, and it was really good to get a, a chance to kind of sit down and see how everyone else is using the tools that came with season five, and also a really just to address a lot of really good uh, options for the next time they do one of these updates. Um, hopefully, sooner rather than later. Uh, but as we kind of go down the list, uh, Hefe, uh, thank you for joining. Uh, any parting wisdom you'd like to share with anyone? Uh, nope. Just by the time this comes out, I hope everybody's had a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and looking forward to next year. Me too, definitely. Uh, and, and you beat me to it. Uh, but Mina Ferry, uh, as we head out, any any fun phrases or things you want to share with anyone? Nope. I just hope everybody stays safe and has has a good time over the the holidays. Definitely, uh, Regis. Anything you want to share with anyone uh, before we we close up? Not as much, except for just live long, plunder, and stay true to yourself, and all that, and uh, stay safe. <laughs> Definitely, uh, big bad pad. Yeah. Uh, thank you for for bringing uh, all these notes to the to the episode that we can share and talk about them. Uh, anything you want to say to anyone as we head out? No, nope. not he left. Nope, I think he had to go AFK real quick. No, I'm here. I'm you... back. I muted myself because I'm clever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wishing everybody a merry Christmas um, and happy festive season, um, and hope to see a lot of you on the seas. Definitely. I sounded like Joe Neat then, didn't I? A little bit. That's okay. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> we haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, and last, yeah. 
but not least, Xbox Mike 29. Thank you for joining us this episode. Anything you'd like to share or say to anyone out there? Yep. No, it's, I hope you all have a great Christmas and I hope to see you all soon on the seas. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. I hope that as, uh, as the, the recording, we haven't had it, but I hope you all have an awesome holiday break, uh, an awesome Christmas if you celebrate or whatever you celebrate. Uh, And even if you don't celebrate, because not everyone celebrates, maybe you just have a really good day off and get to go see The Matrix or something uh, fun. So have fun out there. Uh, Thank you all. And I will talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, pirates, just a reminder, if you guys want to get a hold of me or anyone in the uh, Discord, you can always go to the show notes. There's links there to follow to get in contact with myself. If you want to send me a story or a message, uh, you can always do so through the email at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You can always reach me on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always join the Discord and talk to other people about what they got this holiday, uh, what they're planning to do to group up so they can work on the Grog Monet stuff. And maybe if you can reach out, head over to Spotify and they put up ratings for the uh, shows now. So if you head over to Spotify, search Keelhauled Podcast, uh, you can follow and rate it uh, five stars to help out if you guys want. Uh, definitely appreciate that. It helps with the discoverability for Sea of Thieves. I've been seeing a lot of my other friends uh, do the same and, and it seems to be working out really well. Really happy to see Spotify really embracing uh, rating and, and promoting podcasts as much as they are. It seems like a lot of the listeners that are listening to the podcast are actually coming from Spotify. So hopefully you guys are enjoying this. Uh, love you all. Thank you again so much. And I'll talk to you on the other side of this weekend. Chad. What would you say is your favorite bad movie? Oh, where would I start? But probably at Zombie Strippers. Oh yeah, which we've actually done on our podcast, Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. This is a podcast where we take some of the worst movies ever created, and even some of those movies that you might have thought were brilliant, but still got a bad critic score, and we say nice things about them, because you know what? Someone put the effort in, so we're gonna be there fighting in their corner. Absolutely, Chad. Even if the movie was total garbage, there are some makeup artists that gave it their all, and we're here to recognize that. Exactly. And with really fun themes every week, such as National Treasure Week, Weddings Week, uh, movies with Jeremy Irons and dragons in them, how could you go wrong by joining us every Tuesday and Thursday for some optimism in your life? And like we say at the end of every episode, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise.
just to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.